Today, we're going to talk about headaches. Now, in my eight plus years of practice, headaches are probably the second most common thing people have come to see me for, just behind allergies and the allergy work that I do. Most people, I would say 100% of people have had a headache in their life of some sort. A lot of people deal with them every day. So when you're trying to work on headaches, you need to know what kind you're dealing with. There are a lot of different kinds of headaches, a lot of different things that can cause headaches. And we're going to go over the most common types of headaches that I see, the most common types of headaches that you'll get, things you can do about them, and how you can get some relief so you're not dealing with that head pain constantly. Hey, it's Dr. Huntsman. This is Take Back Your Health. Thanks for joining me. Now, there are two categories of headaches, really. There's primary headaches and secondary headaches. Now, primary headaches are going to come from the head itself. The, the cause, uh, the issue, whatever you want to call it, is in the head region. Um, now, secondary headaches are, uh, like they sound, when you get a headache, it's secondary to a different issue. And I find those to be very common. Uh, a lot of people are surprised when, when they find out their headache isn't a problem in their head or neck at all. So we'll go over that. But I'm going to cover the primary headaches first. Now, the most common type of headache that I see and the most common type of headache worldwide, every one of you has had one of these, is called a tension headache. Okay, tension headaches come from the muscles. They come from the joints of the spine, any of that kind of issue. Now, if it's coming from the neck, you could technically call it a secondary type of headache, but I'm going to lump it all together. These can be caused by a lot of things. Posture is a big one, how we're sleeping, how we're standing, how we're sitting, all those kind of things, but also whiplash. Whiplash will often cause tension headaches to start up, and then they can be going on for years. People think of tension headaches, and they think, oh, they're not as bad as a migraine, but they can be just as debilitating. The hard part with tension headaches is a lot of times people will have them for days on end. You know, they'll have a headache all day, every day, and it may not be quite as severe of pain as, as we associate with migraines, but still very painful. And it makes it hard to, to get things done. So the, the typical characteristics of this type of headache is a dull, achy pain. Okay. It's not going to be pulsating. You're not going to like feel like you can feel your pulse in your head. Usually just a dull ache. And it typically kind of be like a band around your head from the back to the front. A lot of times they'll start at the back of the head and move their way to the front. A lot of people will describe it as a tight band around their head. And they can last anywhere from 30 minutes to days. They can be every day. They can be, you know, I get a few a month. Or, you know, they can be, you know, it's every other day type of thing. Usually someone that's dealing with a tension headache, they will have tight, tender muscles on the back of their head or on their scalp. But usually there's not anything else with the headache. No nausea, no light sensitivity, things like that that can go along with other headaches. The best way to treat tension headaches generally is to treat the muscles, treat the spine. Obviously, chiropractic care can help a lot. Physical therapy, massage, things like that, acupuncture. I really like laser therapy for all types of headaches, but it does very well on tension headaches to help calm the nerves down and address the muscles. So that's tension headaches. Uh, next one is, is one that a lot of people have heard of or if not experienced. Um, they're not as common, but still happen quite a bit. And those are migraines. Now, migraines distinguishing characteristics are a little different. They will typically be one-sided. They can affect both sides of the head. And sometimes they'll switch sides. But usually when someone is having a migraine, it'll just be one side of the head that hurts. And frequently it's always the same side. 
Now, it'll be like a real intense ache as well, but the difference is usually you'll have a throbbing with it as well or that pulsating feeling. Migraines are typically pretty severe. A lot of people, when they get them, they'll have to lay in bed for a day or even multiple days if it's one that's lasted a long time. Typically, they're going to last less than three days and they can go a little further, but if, you're, if your headache's going further than 72 hours, it's probably not a migraine type of headache. It's probably something else. And the frequency varies. Some people I get in, well, they'll have them two or three a week. Some people two or three a month, or I'll get people who are like, yeah, I get two a year. And it can be pretty predictable. Like sometimes people know it's going to be on Thursday or Friday every week. And that can relate to stress, but that also is just kind of how migraines work. Migraines aren't completely understood the mechanism of how they work. The main theory is that it has to do with blood vessels constricting. When we're talking about headaches, just a little aside, the brain itself doesn't feel pain. There are no pain sensors in the brain. So the pain that you feel when you're having headache is coming from the blood vessels, coming from the nerves, the muscles, things like that. So it's not the brain itself that hurts. So anytime we're addressing a headache, we're working on the nerves, the blood vessels, those type of things. Now, associated symptoms with migraine, a lot of times people will get nausea, vomiting even. They'll be sensitive to light or sound, sometimes smells. And then some people also get what we call an aura. Um, This is... I think it's about less than less than half of people get these, but where they'll see like a ring of light or other type of visual disturbances, they'll get spots in their vision or their vision will go a little blurry. And we call that an aura. A lot of people, they'll get that before the migraine starts. And so they know that the migraine is going to come. Um, we call that a prodrome. And so it, it can kind of warn them that, hey, migraine's coming. The hard part with migraines is like I said, we often don't know what is causing them. So we kind of have to treat a bunch of things to get at the root. Food triggers, very common. Chocolate, caffeine, grains, things like that can cause migraines, um, sensitivities to those foods. Hormonal changes, stress, not enough sleep can trigger it. You know, so there's a lot of triggers. But the way I address migraines, you know, if they have a food sensitivity, we work on that food sensitivity or we work on their gut health. But I do a treatment, I do a lot of laser therapy, and there's there's one treatment that works really, really well for migraines. Now, this came from a treatment that's done in the medical world. In the medical world, they, they do this treatment for migraines, anxiety, PTSD, a whole bunch of things, and it, it's called a sphenopalatine ganglion block. Now, the sphenopalatine ganglion, or SPG, as I'm going to call it for now, is a bundle of nerves that's behind your sinuses. And that bundle of nerves carries some of the pain fibers from our head. And so by blocking that, you can essentially abort migraines. Now in the medical world, what they do is they put lidocaine in it or on it. They'll either, you know, stick a needle back there um, through your nose, through the nasal cavity, back to the back and they'll inject it or they'll just rub it with like a Q-tip and it can be very effective. So there, there was a doctor, a chiropractor that discovered, hey, we can do the same thing with laser. And the nice part with laser is we don't have to stick it clear back through the sinus cavity. We just got to shine it at it. And so I, I take my laser and I stick it right at the very tip of the nostril and I shine the laser back there and we calm down this nerve. And when I'm doing the treatment, I do a minute and a half each side rotating about every 30 seconds so we don't get heat buildup. 
and have had very, very good success with migraines. Usually with migraines, we can reduce them by 50% within a couple of weeks um, with just six to eight treatments with that laser a- accompanied with the other things that I do in the clinic. Um, so I really like that treatment for migraines. Um, if you're suffering from them, find someone that, that has laser therapy, talk to them about this, this therapy. They may not know about it. There's not a lot of us that do this uh, type of laser treatment, but it, it can be very effective for migraines and other type of headaches. Honestly, any, anytime someone comes in with headaches, it is one of my go-to treatments. So that's migraines. Um, like so very complicated at times, but we can still get really good results with them. Now, the next type that I'm going to talk about is less common, but one you should know about. These are called cluster headaches. Now, cluster headaches aren't called that just because um, they, they happen a lot. A lot of people think that, oh, I get, you know, I get two weeks of headaches. There must be cluster headaches. That's not really how it works. So, so with cluster headaches, Typically, the pain will be on one side, almost always, and it's going to be kind of in the temple or around the eye, and they, they're very severe. Like, feel like someone's stabbing you in that area, really debilitating. Some people say it's one of the worst types of pain you can experience um, as far as headaches go. Very, very difficult to deal with. The good part about them is they're generally short. Usually, it'll be like 10 to 15 minutes up to maybe a few hours so they're not lasting all day generally, but some people do get them multiple times a day when they're, when they're happening. So still can be very, very hard to deal with, even though they have that shorter duration. Now they'll come in what we call clusters. So what that means is a person might have them daily for like a week and then they'll go months without them or even years at times. And then they'll get them again for like five days and then they'll go away for you know months again. Um, so they kind of just come in bunches. Now, associated symptoms with them, we don't diagnose it usually as cluster headaches without one of these symptoms along with it is the, the eye will get red or teary and they'll get nasal congestion or runny nose on the same side. Some people, their eyelid will droop or they'll like sweat on that side. Like there's always some symptom with it. So if someone's getting a headache that sounds like a cluster headache, but they don't have one of these symptoms, then it's probably going to be a migraine or real bad tension headache. And so those are things to look out for. Generally, these will affect teenage boys are the most common population to get these, but they can affect everyone. But it is one to look out for if your boy's getting, you know, a lot of headaches and they seem to come and go, but they're real bad. Cluster headaches is is one to look at. Triggers of these are really hard to pin down. Um, there's no real like set things of what really triggers cluster headaches and they are one of the harder to treat, but using that same treatment of the SPG with the laser that I mentioned with migraines, I have successfully, you know, reduced cluster headaches and, and adding in chiropractic care or PT and massage and other things to just help relax the whole system. we generally can reduce these. Um, they can be hard to make go away completely but usually we can reduce them quite a bit. So those are the three most common types of primary headaches that I see and that I deal with. But let's talk about some secondary types because these type of headaches are really, really common. And they can feel just like migraine or attention headache. But they usually have some pretty distinguishing characteristics when I'm you know, doing a history with someone and they start telling me about their headaches and they say certain things. I say, oh, okay, th- this is you know, this certain type of headache, let's, let's work on it this way. Generally, I call these metabolic headaches. 
um, cause they have to do with metabolic issues. Um, the, the most common one that I see, uh, in this category is hypoglycemic headaches. Now, hypoglycemic headaches are headaches that are being caused because your blood sugar is dropping. Now, the mechanism of exactly why that causes a headache isn't fully understood. It, it, it probably has to do with the blood vessels um, constricting. But either way, these are very distinguishable in that food will help them, and they often will be in the morning or in the afternoon, like in between lunch and dinner. If, if someone tells me that's when they're getting their headaches, I immediately go to, all right, let's look at blood sugar. So the headache will feel similar to a tension headache or maybe even a migraine. They Usually it's a dull ache, but they might get that throbbing sensation. Frequently they'll come with other signs of low blood sugar, like dizziness or, you know, hands are shaking a bit. You know, might get a little brain fog, confusion type stuff. The nice part with these is they're pretty easy to, to work on. Um, it might take time um, and getting that blood sugar stable, but generally what I'll have people do with this is we just need to eat frequently. I'm generally not a big fan of eating more than you know a few times a day, but when we're dealing with a low blood sugar issue like this, uh, we need to keep that blood sugar stable. So when I say eat frequently, I, you know, I'm usually telling people to eat a snack between breakfast and lunch, eat a snack between lunch and dinner, probably eat a little snack before bed as well. And, and when I'm having people do this, we're, we're doing things that are high in protein or moderate fat, you know, not people think blood sugar and they think, Oh, I need to eat sugar. Yeah. That, that might help for a little bit, but it's going to lead to you crashing again. It's going to drive that blood sugar up. Insulin's going to spike. It's going to drive the blood sugar back down. So we want to do things that'll raise the blood sugar a little bit, or even just keep it stable. So I, I, string cheese is one I have a lot of like my younger patients use, you know, kids that deal with these type of headaches. I just have them keep it in their backpack, nuts, seeds, even, you know, chicken, some protein, things like that work well. And then I, I like to get these people monitoring their blood sugar. Let's make sure our, our sugar levels are getting to a healthy range. You know, we want our blood sugar generally between like 80 and 95, you know, maybe up to a hundred. And, and that's after we've eaten, a little while after we've eaten, a, you know, right after you eat, your blood sugar will go up a bit more than that. But yeah, this is a common headache that people that are pre-diabetic or diabetic will get, especially if they're on medication. Sometimes medication will drive their blood sugar down too low if, if they're doing well on their diet and also taking the medication. So that's blood sugar headaches. I see them a lot. Um, usually we can get pretty good relief. I, I had a girl in a couple weeks ago. She was getting headaches every day, and within two weeks, within the last two weeks, she's had two headaches as we started to manage this, so usually we can get pretty good relief. Now, the next type is one that, that does affect both men and women, but typically women. Um, we're talking hormonal headaches. Usually when someone has these, they know because it is so tied to their cycle. The pain can vary. Usually it's a throbbing type pain on one side of the head. And they can get like migraine type symptoms as well. You can kind of classify these as a migraine. Some, some of these are classified as migraines. They just have a hormonal root. And so the, the sensitivity to light and sound, nausea, things like that, that can come with a migraine. Now, typically these will start predictably, um, you know, maybe two days before the cycle starts or maybe right after the cycle ends. And they can last for the entire cycle sometimes. If someone's gone through menopause, the, the pattern may not be quite as predictable um, because the, the hormone change is there. But 
usually someone's like, yeah, my, I know my cycle's coming because I started getting a headache, um, that type of thing. Now, there's a lot of ways to treat these. In the medical world, they, they treat them with hormone therapy or uh, migraine medications. Um, and basically, they say you take the medication while, the, while it's happening. But just like migraines, there can be food triggers. There can be stress triggers, things like that. I generally treat these by working on the hormone system. You know, we have supplements that can help balance out the endocrine system. If we're having some estrogen dominance, we need to work on that, get, get those estrogen levels balanced out. Blood sugar will relate to this. A lot of times we have to work on inflammation using, you know, supplements to, to drive down inflammation, changing up the diet to clean it up a bit. The cause with these is harder to pin down, but usually we can still get pretty good relief as we start to make these changes. Um, and then maybe, maybe someone's getting you know, a headache just one day during the cycle or, you know, the headaches aren't as severe. And so we can really help them that way. Um, men do get these type of or hormone headaches as well. Harder to pin down in men because we don't think of us typically as having these hormone cycles, but we do. Uh, men's, men's hormone cycle just, just like women's do. So with men, you know, usually it's going to be an estrogen issue. They have too much estrogen, not enough testosterone. And the, the pattern, again, will be fairly predictable. They may not have noticed it as easily, but it'll be one where they're getting the headache about the same time each month and it's lasting about as long, similar, similar to a woman who's getting them during their cycle. So this is something that men should look out for too as far as headaches go. The last type of headache I'm going to talk about is dehydration headaches. Now, when we're talking about hydration, the brain uses about 20% of the water in our body. The brain uses a lot of our resources, water included, and so just being a little bit dehydrated really affects the brain, okay? And so when, when that happens, you know, when the brain's not hydrated enough, it literally shrinks. And again, the brain can't feel pain, but when the brain's shrinking, it's going to affect the nerves. It's going to affect the blood vessels, you know, the stuff in that area. And so it can cause them to get irritated and get some pain. Now, the pain can be varied, um, and it can be mild, or it can be really severe. It can be just as severe as a migraine, and, and, and it can affect any part of the head. So there's not really a predictable pattern that way, but the, the pain will tend to get worse when, when you're moving, and that can be true of a lot of headaches, but especially dehydration headaches, or if you're bending over. That's a key sign for me is if someone's like, yeah, if I lean forward when I have this headache, my, my head just starts pounding. A lot of times I'm going to look at dehydration in that case. And they sometimes will come with other signs of dehydration, not always, depending on the severity of the dehydration. Now, other signs of that would be, you know, if your urine is really dark yellow throughout the day, maybe you're not urinating enough. Um, a lot of times, you know, if you're dehydrated, the body will stop producing urine, dry mouth, dry throat, dizzy, lightheaded, lightheaded is a really, really important one. You know, the people that go from sitting to standing and they got to pause for two seconds cause they feel like they're going to fall over and then it passes. Usually I'm looking at dehydration in that case. Now the nice part with these pretty easy to work on. If it's coming from a dehydration, we need to hydrate. Now there can be underlying issues causing the dehydration. You know, someone who's got, you know, a real bad bowel issue causing a lot of um, diarrhea or, you know, a chronic illness that's causing fluid loss, things like that. Those obviously are tougher to, to treat, but if there's not something like that going on, then we just need to start getting some fluid and some salt in them. 
these people generally I'll have drink um, when they have feel that headache coming on. I'll have them drink a, a cup of water with a pinch of you know pink salt in it, and that can be really really helpful. And and when someone's getting these frequently, I just have them do that once or twice a day. They'll put a little pinch of salt in some water and just really make sure we're getting enough. Generally, people are going to want to get between. I mean, half your body weight in ounces is a pretty good marker of how much water you should be drinking. If you're exercising a lot or if you live in a, in a hot area or, you know, summertime, you're spending a lot of time outside, then you need to drink more. So your body will tell you when you need to drink. And, and when I'm saying drinking, obviously I'm talking about water. Okay. You know, Gatorade does not count as hydration. Gatorade is sugar water. It does have some electrolytes. Sure. But we need to get water with good salt and the salt should come from our diet primarily, but we can add it into the diet or into the water as well. So if, if you feel like these are the type of headaches you're getting, then keep a water bottle with you. Be sipping on it throughout the day. Um, if that seems to relieve it, then yeah, you're, you're dealing with dehydration. So those are the most common headaches that I see. There's obviously a many different causes and types of headaches. Um, but most people that come into my clinic, they're dealing with one of these six. And the nice part is most of these are very treatable. Like I said, cluster headaches can, can be one that are, that are tough, but I've had success with all these type of headaches. Um, if you're dealing with headaches constantly, you shouldn't be. So find a practitioner that knows what they're doing, that knows how to diagnose the correct type of headache so that you can get the relief that you need. To get a headache every once in a while is normal. To get one constantly or predictably is not. Um, and you shouldn't have to be dealing with that. So that'll do it for headaches. Um, the next few episodes, I'm going to do a deep dive on detox and, and detox and the, you know, the toxins we deal with and, and what we can do to, to help minimize that. You know, we live in a, a pretty toxic environment these days, you know, which can actually add to headaches as well. So I'm going to go into that over a few episodes of, of the things we need to be doing and looking out for as far as toxins go and, and, and getting your detox systems working well. So Hope you tune in for those. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Take Back Your Health with Dr. Richard Huntsman. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the next episode. The information provided in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. The content presented here is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical question or before embarking on any new health program.